Hello everyone and welcome to Video Games and Coffee. I'm your host Daniel and today I'd like to talk about a game that was released in 2018 by a game developer and publisher based in Hamburg, Germany. They were unknown to me prior to me playing the game um, covering for today's episode and I do so love discovering smaller game companies that you can tell really put in the time and try to create a unique experience and story. So for today's episode and the game I'm about to talk about, its main character is somewhat of a total douchebag and you can't help but like him and get him through his journey and see how his story <laughs> how his story plays out. You know, he's 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 kind of like Stifler, man. You you really enjoy hating him. So for today's episode, let's talk about the futuristic cyberpunk game State of Mind. <laughs> Well, welcome back, everyone. Um, those of you who are returning listeners, and welcome to any new listeners. I am Daniel. This is Video Games and Coffee. So today's episode, State of Mind. This is one of those games where I've played through it twice, and I, I loved it. Uh, I wanted to make an episode about it, but struggled to actually talk about it. It's a bit hard to follow, even even the second time through. So today I'll be talking about what I did understand and what I I essentially really got out of it. So State of Mind came out August uh, August 15th of 2018. Uh, and now here, like I do in almost every episode with, with a name, I'm going to butcher this one, Daedalic Dedalic Entertainment, D-A-E-D-A-L-I-C Entertainment. Uh, that was the developer and the publisher. It was directed by Martin Gantafor, uh, that's a that's a very metal name. Um, I mean, geez, any name that has an O with the two little dots over it, you know, it's it's very metal and very strong sounding. I, I love that. Geez, it came out for everything. It came out for uh, Windows, Linux, PS4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One. It is a single player game set in the third person perspective. It's an adventure game. It's very set in a very Blade Runner esque kind of dystopian city like i said it is hard to follow it, it at times you don't really know what's going on be, but i think that's the charm of it i mean i did play it twice through i actually played it through twice on the nintendo switch even though i have it on all the other uh, consoles i enjoyed just doing it on the go on the nintendo switch it looks really good so it is set in berlin in the year 2048 that's the this the, the dystopian Berlin. That's the dystopian setting of the game. Now, there is a utopia of the game called City 5, and you essentially go back and forth and play between uh, the setting in Berlin and City 5. You play as two different characters, actually. You play as Richard and Richard Nolan. He's the, he's the, the douchebag that I, told you, <laughs> that I told you about in the intro. Uh, and then you also play as Adam Newman in City 5 in the utopia. And the Berlin setting is very, very dark, very grim. Utopia, City 5 is very, uh, a lot of bright colors, very white, clear blue skies. Everybody's friendly. Everything's essentially perfect. And I really love the contrast of those two worlds within the game. Now, in the game's description online, it states that the world is running low on resources. Crime is on the rise. Pollution is causing illnesses. So instantly you think, 
Well, holy shit. How did the world get so bad? Bad, 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 bad word. Okay. <laughs> okay. I deserve that. I got my little boy here right now, and I knew if I, <laughs> I knew if I slipped up, he was going to give me a, give me a tongue lashing. So Welcome you. Coffee. Welcome to video games and coffee. That's right. Well, That's welcome it. to video games and and coffee. That's right, pal. Good job. Boo! Good boo, job. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the yep. That was my that was my little boy in there. So that, you know what? I essentially I, I I just had my first guest on the show. So uh, hey, you <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Uh, it was the first time here. So. Uh, but, oh my God, Jesus, where, where was I? I got my, my, my notes here and I got completely sidetracked. So, all right, Berlin, 2048, dystopian city. All right. So you think how, how did the, how did the world get so bad? The real shocker though, is the fact that the game does take place in Berlin and there isn't one character <laughs> with a German accent. And, uh, now, now to be fair, it's not entirely clear that this is Berlin in Germany, just because the publisher and developer is, is you know, is German. I mean, shit, there is a Paris, Kentucky. <laughs> so, so, but given that old Richard travels back and forth to New York in the game in what seems like 15 minutes, uh, you can't help but wonder where this game's Berlin actually is. Now, the game's visual style, it is a low-poly art kind of style. Um, I mean... Uh, for those of you that don't really know what that what that means, or you know, you may not know what it's called. Um, it, essentially, everything uh, like the characters, everything rounded, just looks like you know shards of glass kind of kind of put together. So um, it is a very. I'm trying to think of a game that we would know. Ah, I know. If you ever if you ever uh, played that game, Super Hot, that is essentially kind of what this game is. But still, it, it's. Again, that's a that's one of the charms of this game. I, I love the the visuals of it. Um, but yes, it is the low poly art, and you are more likely to find details in individual strands of hair or skin pores in a Super Mario game uh, than you will here. So don't expect high levels of granular detail. Um, but I mean, all joking aside, uh, for whatever reason that style was chosen, I'm glad that they did choose it. Because I think with the whole cyberpunk and futuristic theme of the game, I thought that choice uh, complemented that genre very well. So the characters of the game, uh, you have Richard Nolan. Uh, he is played by Doug uh, Cockle. And you will know him probably more so as being uh, Geralt. Geralt. Uh, I never played the Witcher games, but I think that's how you pronounce the name. Geralt of the Witcher series. Uh, Tracy Nolan, uh, played by Layla Pine, James Nolan, Cody Mulko, Adam Newman, Ronan Summers, John in the game is played by Cody Mulko also, Lydia, played by Alexa Khan, Dr. Sykes, John Garasio, uh, yeah, Garasio, yep, I, I, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, character named Kurtz in the game, played by Bill Roberts, and Walter, um, he's not a character in the game. He is uh, Richard's friend. He's played by Toby Longworth. So just a quick shout out to all the actors and actresses that uh, that contributed um, for uh, you know the cause for for state of mind. Now Richard and Adam, uh, they live in separate worlds in the game that you kind of go back and forth. So Richard and Adam are total just total polar opposites. 
it goes between the two worlds of Berlin and City 5, uh, those two realities, and you don't really know why, because there's really no warning. So you start the game as Richard, you play for a little bit, and then boom, you wake up, and like you go to sleep, you take a nap or something, and you wake up, and you're Adam Newman now in a completely different setting. So, uh, you know, depending on the tasks, objectives, missions, you know, whatever you want to call it for the game, whenever you complete something, you usually switch over to the other side and now play the other characters uh, from the other character's point of view. Now, for the gameplay, the controls are okay. Uh, they get a little wonky um, as far as movement. Um, I don't know if it's because of the, like, the Nintendo Switch, you know, it's very short short throw joysticks um, you know if you have a switch you'll know that the joysticks are so short it's almost like you can't really control in very you know in granular kind of like very tiny little movements to be precise because it almost feels very digital man you either you're either going left or not right or not you can't go left very slow <laughs> you know so uh, you know some games you see that effect more so than others but so I don't know if it's because of that. So the, the movements of the game controlling the character, uh, Richard or uh, or Adam, you, sometimes you get caught. Like maybe you're facing a wall and you can't. <laughs> just like God, that's why. Just turn around. Um, but uh, I mean, other than that, it's not too bad. The difficulty of the game, it's not difficult at all. Uh, there's a couple of little missions, little little tasks that you have to do that is a little hard to understand. And I think it's because of the artwork, uh, you know, just the art style of the game. You don't really know what you're supposed to be doing. They don't really put it right in front of you, any type of tutorial kind of deal. So, um, but yeah, there's a couple of frustrating parts in the game. Not too bad, nothing you can't get through. I mean, overall, some of the puzzles in the game, you know, like I mean, puzzles, I, I say puzzles, but things you got to figure out. It's It's not super challenging. Um, there is a, uh, there is one puzzle in the game that if you've played through it, or if you think about, uh, about playing through it, oh my God, it revolves like this spinning platform and you will know exactly what I'm talking about. So please reach out when you reach that part and tell me how crazy you went trying to figure it out. But ultimately it's not that bad. You can get through the game, no problem. And the story is really what keeps you, keeps you going. The story is what keeps you going more so than the gameplay. So... You know, for example, a game like, um, I mean, geez, any game I've covered, yeah, you know, uh, Mirror's Edge, uh, Watch Dogs, Days Gone, that kind of stuff. Um, the, the gameplay is very satisfying, but also the story is very satisfying. State of Mind in particular, you really want to get through it to see actually what the hell is going on and what happens to Richard ultimately at the end. The soundtrack is pretty good. I got the soundtrack. I, I do love it. It's by a band. It's either a band or a musical project, you know, maybe one person, I'm not sure, called Go Zebra Go. It does have got over 20, over 20 tracks. I think it's got like 25, 26 tracks on it. Uh, the music's very, very good, and it really adds to the feel of the game, the, the you know, the, the cyberpunk kind of genre, and nothing seems off about it, and... I talk about music in games all the time. It's very important. It's a huge contributing factor that adds to the overall feel of it. So when you first start a new game in State of Mind, uh, you 
you basically see Richard. It's a little cinematic, you know, a little montage going on. And you see Richard in the back of an ambulance. He's being rushed to, obviously, the hospital. He's being taken care of by this android that's, uh, you know, taking his his vitals and all that. And then it cuts to the outside world where it's very hectic, chaos, you know, violence. The police are robots and they are kicking the shit out of what looks like homeless people. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird, man. Um, so that goes on for, you know, a minute or so. And then your gameplay starts uh, with Richard waking up in the hospital, and he's all better. In fact, he's he's so he's feeling so good that they, he's wearing the same clothes that he wore on his way in. <laughs> it's just um, it, it seemed like what had just happened to Richard happened about three and a half minutes prior to him waking up, and um, you know, so you don't really know how how long he's been in there. Uh, it could have been for a few days. I don't I don't know. But he wakes up, you talk to the doctor, and you go through the motions a little bit to kind of get to know the controls and movement and what the buttons do. And uh, the doctor asks you some questions, you answer to kind of test to see how your memory is and all that. And then you're released. And you go home, and home is an unbelievably impressive what looks like a penthouse on what looks to be the 80th floor of a high-rise and I, I, mean, I know Richard in the game is a writer, and he works for you know what I think is like the newspaper. Um, and, oh, and by the way, the the newspaper is literally next door. The building next door, um, that's work for him. So his commute is baller, man. And so is his apartment because his apartment reminds me of Tony Stark's penthouse that he gets thrown out of by Loki in the first Avengers movie. And it's it's a gorgeous place with, you know, it's nothing but windows and all that. So, shit, how he can afford that, I have no idea. But, you know, the apartment is uh, is really cool. And the, But the thing is, what starts off the game um, and his motivation and, you know, to be the plot is his wife and son are missing. So he basically wakes up from the hospital, uh, wakes up from the hospital, leaves, gets home. Wife and son are gone. So, really, that's what the game is to find out what happened to your wife and son. Now, he gets home, and he finds, and speaking of Tony Stark, he finds a, what looks to be like a a butler android uh, named Simon, which, that's pretty awesome. Um, essentially, his Jarvis. And he, um, think of Simon as, think of Simon as a more intelligent Alexa, or Google, or Siri. Um but, but in, instead, he actually does shit around the house. Um, it, you know, Simon's cool. And they show no love to Roomba, though, man, because he's got a little vacuum thing, you know, like a little Roomba shit. And that's like the one thing in the apartment that's broken and doesn't work that he complains about. So um, they really they really did Roomba dirty on this one. But he um, so Richard hates Simon. He didn't know Simon was there. It seems that his wife got Simon while he was away at the hospital or, or, or whatever. And uh, you'll find that Richard hates technology. He believes technology, robots, everything is a huge contributor to the way the world is, his world is now uh, in 2048. So he's not a fan of Simon at all. And he, he, 
he's a total douche to Simon. <laughs> it's just, I believe, I believe one line, if I remember correctly, is Simon was about to say something to be very helpful to Richard, and Richard cuts him off and says, you shut your mouth. So that's the kind, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Um, so Richard, you'll find out very early on that, uh, you know, you can talk to very hologram-like, very very Star Wars-like. You can call somebody, and the hologram of them is poof, like right there in front of you. Um, and you have to make calls like that and receive calls um, in the game to progress through uh, through the story. And he talks to a young girl named Lydia, which you find out that they got something going on, uh, and you don't know what you know. You don't know why, what the whole story is, but. You know, it kind of alludes to the fact that Richard is very unhappy in his marriage. Um, him and his wife, you know, they fight all the time. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the 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 whole other woman kind of deal. And, you know, what are you going to tell her? That kind of stuff. Um, so you really get the sense that Richard is not a real big fan of his wife. But he is very dedicated to his son. That's really, you know, his uh, his drive throughout the game. Uh, really, it is both of them, but you really, you really see that he he enjoys being, you know, a dad. So that's really how it how you know the events start, and very soon after this, you got to perform a series of things that you got to do. You know, interact then you know interactions with the environment, try to figure out, um, you know, you know what you know did his wife leave with somebody. Or was she kidnapped or, you know, it's, you don't know what's going on. But eventually you lay down for a little snoozer and then boom, you wake up as Adam Newman in Adam's very bright, perfect, um, uh, you know, utopia of City 5. And you're like immediately like, who the hell is this? Like, what's, what's going on? Now, when Adam wakes up, you see his apartment and, you know, Richard Nolan's apartment, it's kind of a mirror image of each other even the layout is the same only in very different settings one very dark uh believe me the sun doesn't even exist in richard's world uh you never see the sun at all it's kind of like it's kind of like uh you know the matrix man the something scorched the sky and we don't really know what that was but in adam newman's city five everything's very bright blue sky sun's always shining uh, even the music is very different the music is very soothing um uh and then you you know you're and you're trying to figure out what happened with nolan and his family and now all of a sudden you're playing as somebody else you're like who is this um but that hooks you in that's why i kept playing the game in fact twice through um so it, it is a, a little you know kind of a thriller mystery uh set in a cyberpunk world now, as far as the ending goes, it definitely could have a little more meat on those bones. I it, I don't want to put anybody off. I don't want to, you know, seem like I'm bashing it. I really don't. I, I really enjoyed the game. I really think everybody should give it a shot. I really think this, this developer should get, you know, the attention that they deserve. But the ending was a bit strange. I had to head straight to YouTube afterwards to really kind of get clarification because I, I left it just thinking, what just happened? There are a couple of endings to it. So there are alternate endings. Um, in my opinion, 
neither one really makes a difference. <laughs> it's kind of both the same. Um, it's, you know, yeah, without giving anything away, I don't want you to go into it thinking the ending is going to completely blow you away. There's still a lot of loose ends, things that are kind of left unexplained, kind of a mysterious ending. It's, um, I don't know. It's really, it's really hard to explain, but the ending is very quick, very abrupt after you make your choice at the end of what you want to do. And you're left with a little, so what's next? But yeah, so just because the ending didn't really wow me or blow my hair back, you know, I, you know, I, I still think everyone should give it a shot. Uh, this developer really deserves uh, the credit and the, you know, the, the, the attention uh, to have, you know, people try out this game. It, it was, there's a lot of, obviously a lot of time and thought and effort went into it. So give it a shot see if you like it. You, you'll know you like it within the first five to 10 minutes. Uh, you'll either put it down or you'll keep going and hopefully you'll keep going and hopefully you can reach out and tell me what you thought. But that's, uh, that's it for this episode on State of Mind by, uh, God, I know I'm going to butcher this one, Daedalic, Daedalic, I don't know, maybe I'm completely doing it just crazy wrong, and it's, um, I think it's Daedalic, um, give, you know, look them up, see what they've done, tell me what you think of State of Mind, I hope you enjoy it, I really liked it, and... As far as the next episode, I'm not sure um, what I'm going to cover. I'm, I'm playing a couple of games on my Steam Deck. Um, that's right. I thought about doing an episode on the Steam Deck itself because I finally got mine in. And I don't know. I think I've discussed this on the last episode. I don't know if I'm going to really cover game consoles. But if I do, I'm, I definitely got to talk about the Steam Deck. It really is... It it is a, It is a game changer for sure. So I'm playing a couple of games on it. Uh, what's really nice is you can take it anywhere, and you know if I have a f- you know a few free minutes, you know ten fifteen minutes, turn it on, and it's real real quick speed. You know the, the it's a very speedy little device. Everything boots up real quick. Everything runs fantastic on it. I mean I can tell you, you know it's not a secret. A couple of games I'm playing. I'm playing Death Stranding. I'm playing. I'm actually playing Quantum Break again because I wanted to play it on, uh, do the the PC version, and I wanted to see what it looks like on the Steam Deck, and it looks just fantastic. Uh, playing Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Both of those games are definitely coming as episodes. I love those games. I think uh, Hideo Kojima is an absolute artist. Everything he puts out is wonderful. Uh, absolute masterpiece. So it's probably going to be one of those two games. I'm not sure which one yet. Probably it might be Metal Gear Solid because uh, I actually played that through twice and I'm playing it now on the Steam Deck just to get the you know the experience with the Steam Deck and it plays really, uh, really good. Now Death Stranding I'm actually playing for the first time so I don't really have much to talk about it right now. Um, although if I get a little further into it because I mean this game uh, or you know this show is all about you know game first impressions i always go over what what to expect when you boot it up which i can do now but i want to i want to put a little more time into it before talking about it i am really enjoying it i think it's it's wonderful it's not it's not like anything you've seen before so and that i mean that goes without saying it's hideo kojima he is he's an artist and everything in my opinion everything he puts out is fantastic so 
that uh, that wraps up this episode. Uh, episode uh, sixteen, uh, state of mind. I had to actually look at my my save file here when I was like, that's that's pathetic. Um, episode sixteen, state of mind. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for making it this far. Uh, everybody, take care. Be safe, have fun, be good to each other, and I'll talk to you next time. We'll